0: Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Where it is 941. And this is Dean Richard Sunday morning on WGN. You check in with Dr. Kevin Most. Uh, doctor, you will remember when uh, the pandemic began to wane down a little bit. And people were saying, oh, well, you're still doing that COVID segment. No need to. The COVID's over. It's done with. It's finished. And uh, it laid low for a little while. But now uh, we're seeing it surging uh, again. Many counties in Illinois, many communities here in the state of Illinois, have gone from medium alert to high alert again. Uh, We're seeing that all over the country. Uh, First of all, good morning and welcome. Second of all, Uh, why this happening why is this happening
1: yeah dean thanks you know it is interesting and we have to realize not only if we look locally what's happening here but also look globally so anybody who thinks that just because we took masks off that this was over we have a rude awakening in front of us so certainly we're finding a couple of things one we haven't seen the number of people get the boosted vaccination two we're starting to see more infections but fortunately the increase in hospitalizations is not as big as we would see uh, what we could possibly expect based on the number of cases. So in other words, people are getting more mild cases, not needing to be hospitalized, but unfortunately this is just continuing to spread. And, you know, South Africa has very bad numbers coming out again. And if you remember, they were the ones that, you know, that started this all uh, for the second uh, Omicron variant. And now we're also hearing, Big cases starting in North Korea as well, which is very concerning.
0: And all of these things led to increases here in the United States in the past, which is why we're concerned about uh, the global trends. But, uh, I mean, without a doubt, we're seeing things beginning to rise here in Illinois. Uh, You know, a lot of companies that, you know, people have gone back into their office places. COVID has broken out and people are going back to working at home again.
1: Yeah. That, and that's probably one of the biggest impacts that we have to understand is not not the stress that's going to put on the hospitals, because right now, like we said, this infection is not for, forcing a lot of hospitalizations except those older and immunocompromised. But it certainly is going to put a lot of stress on the economy as you know, we tra- that's one of the things that we track right now at the hospital is how many nurses, respiratory therapists, radiation, how many of those are out with COVID every day? And that's number that, you know, impacts how we can treat people. It's the same whether you're in a hospital or you're making widgets. You're still going to be looking at this workforce that is going to be potentially spreading the illness. And you have to make sure you're safe in a safe work environment.
0: So do we are, is it your suggestion that we put the masks back on?
1: I'm not sure that that genie's out of the bottle. I'm not sure that that's going to be able to come back because I think what they're going to use is the hospitalization numbers and say that we're okay. Um, a little bit concerning. People who have been vaccinated are still getting this illness. And, you know, the long COVID numbers are the ones that's going to start to scare people. Uh, I would certainly, you know, I'm going to travel next week. I'm certainly going to wear a mask on the airplane uh, and in the airport. And I'm really careful about where I'm around and and when I'm in the indoor environment, how I'm acting and who I'm interacting with. Um, I don't want to get this. I've had too many friends that have gotten this and have had not a fun time with it.
0: Even with uh, the vaccinations and boosters, I've heard from so many people saying, I've been vaccinated. I've got both of my booster shots and I still got it. I mean, this, this is not a preventative vaccination. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it. It just means that your symptoms are going to be less severe. Am I right about that?
1: Absolutely. You're spot on right there. And people do have, need to understand that. The vaccine are going to prevent you from ending up in the hospital, ending up in the ICU, ending up on a ventilator. That science is out there and has been proven. But still, you could get mild cases. But those individuals who have the antibodies can fight this off. So much better so you know i've been fully boosted uh you know that's my recommendation and you know we're talking about a fall surge well you know there's a lot of people talking about a summer surge that over the next couple of weeks we're going to see if that pans out just based on the numbers like you said look what's happened in illinois where we have gone from low counties all the way to high counties within a matter of five weeks
0: yeah that, that's uh, disturbing to me even though people uh, you know are not going into the hospitals Uh, as much as they were, even though the severity of symptoms are not what they were. There are still uh, lasting effects, though, isn't there, of uh, being uh, testing positive for COVID? 100%.
1: You know, we don't know enough about this illness, but we certainly know that individuals that get it, a large percentage, still have symptoms six months later, whether it's brain fog, a little cognitive slowness, shortness of breath, heart issues, We have to understand that, oh, yeah, so and so got it and they were better in a couple of days. Yeah, well, there's a big population that's not better in a couple of days. And just for your own well being and those around you, just make sure you're as protected as you can be.
0: Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and get to as many questions as we can. For Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. This is Jane on with Dr. Kevin Most from Central DuPage Hospital. Jane, you're on WGN.
1: Hi, Dr. Most. I have a quick question. I got my first booster in December. Wanted to know how many months after the first should we get the second? Yeah, so if you got your first booster in December, you wait four months. So December, January, February, March, April, you are good to go right now. So certainly uh, you're good. And it's four months after your booster that you're good to go for the second booster. Okay, great. Thank you so much.
0: Now, did you You're get welcome. did you get uh, Pfizer or Moderna or something else?
1: I, all my shots have been Moderna.
0: Okay. So does she stay with Moderna, Dr. Most, or well, what do you suggest?
1: Yeah. You know, Jane, I'm, I'm one that uh, thinks more about um, mixing than matching. Um, mm-hmm. If you've had great success with Moderna and it hasn't given you great side effects, a lot of people say, why would I risk it? But uh, certainly, um, I can tell you, I got two Pfizer's and two Moderna's. So I like to make sure that I get at least coverage, because although they're COVID vaccines, they are a little bit different, and you gain a okay. little bit with uh, percentage. And do you foresee um, a third booster in the fall? Or <laughs> Jane, has there been Jane, any you, talk about? It? Jane, you couldn't have teed it up any better for me. Yeah, yes, I do. Um, thank you for that. And I do. And they're working on it right now, which is interesting, The vaccine that we're taking right now, one has to remember, that is based on the original COVID, right? We've had Omicron, we've had Delta, we've had BA2, we had BA4. The one that they're looking at and working on right now is actually going to be what we call bivalent. So it's going to have two strains, very similar to what we do for influenza. What's the most predominant strain? Put it in the vaccine to protect. So really, the vaccination that we get in the fall should be much superior to what we have now, as long as we can predict which strain is going to be the dominant one going forward. And is there any risks, per se, if we keep getting them every four months? or You know, it's, it's one of those where we're going to learn how well the body remembers, and hopefully we're going to, again, get to a more specific vaccine and then watch the trends in the community. I'm hoping that this is going to be an annual shot in the fall, um, but mm-hmm. certainly time will tell as this little uh, virus has really wreaked havoc with all of us
0: it's very much okay. like going to be like the flu shot that you know in theory we should all get uh, once a year right
1: absolutely and you would hope that in the future it's going to be one shot you're going to get influenza and covid in the exact same shot so it's going to only be one jab in the arm
0: one one shot stop, uh, shopping as it goes right jane thank you for the call and good luck with all of that here is the 708 area code saying i tested positive 2 weeks ago when am i no longer contagious
1: Well, I wish that question was super easy to answer because then it would be nice to just be able to say day X. It really is going to be based on your symptoms. So if you still have a fever, you still have a cough, we're going to consider you uh, still being contagious, just as we would almost any other illness. People also have to understand that they can continue to test positive and not be contagious. So we're telling most people 10 to 14 days after their symptoms have abated, that they will no longer be contagious. So be careful during that time. And anyone you're around is going to have that in the back of their mind as well. So if you can easily say, hey, haven't had symptoms for 10 or 14 days, I am good. You know, that's certainly the way that we can go and decrease the spread.
0: Here's Lisa with Dr. Kevin Most. You're on WGN.
1: Good morning, Dr. Most and Dean. So my question is, we have been thinking my mother had COVID like a year and a half ago. And we've been thinking all this time that she's had, like, that long COVID, but she's kind of been, like, in a brain fog. Then last week she was in the emergency room in the hospital. She had a CAT scan. We found out that she had a stroke. Uh,
0: uh, lost the phone line. We lost the phone line there. It's, so what, how do you differentiate between, you know, Uh, symptoms of COVID and other things which may be going on, I guess, I hope was the
1: question. Lisa has a very interesting question, right? They assumed it was long COVID and what her mother might have had is a bunch of mini strokes, but some of the, the symptoms for stroke and some of the symptoms for long COVID are certainly kind of there, you know, a little bit about confusion and things, but really for stroke, we're looking for muscle weakness. We're looking for slurred speech. We're looking for very specific things. But having many strokes can certainly give this. And I would say anybody who has that concern, certainly get in to see your doctor because it can be your thyroid that's causing you to be tired. It can be anemia. It can be diabetes. There are so many different things that can cause it. It can be AFib in your heart. So certainly getting into your doctor instead of just assuming it's probably long COVID would be a great idea.
0: Yeah. Dr. Kevin Most is Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Kev, have a great day today. Thank you so much.
1: You got it, Dean. Take care.